0: Hello world, it's Charmaine Campbell, and I am back with a new episode of Your Life Has Possibilities. We are now in season two, and we are on episode number 26, titled The Magna Carta. If you like spirit-led messages, you have found the correct podcast. Feel free to listen on your way to work while you have leisure time, or when you just want something good to listen to while you're cleaning up. Sit back, relax, and get ready for this great history lesson I have in store for you.
1: It comes as a great shock to discover that the country which is your birthplace and to which you owe your life and your identity has not in its whole system of reality evolved any place for you. It comes as a great shock, around the age of five or six or seven, to discover the flag to which you have pledged allegiance, along with everybody else, has not pledged allegiance to you. It comes as a great shock to discover that Gary Cooper killing off the Indians, when you were rooting for Gary Cooper, that the Indians were you. When I was growing up, I was taught in American history books that Africa had no history, and neither did I, that I was a savage about whom the less said the better, who had been saved by Europe and brought to America. And of course, I believed it, I didn't have much choice, those were the only books there were. I am stating very seriously, and this is not an overstatement. I picked the cotton, And I carried it to market. And I built the railroads under someone else's whip for nothing. For nothing. If one has got to prove one's title to the land, isn't 400 years enough? 400 years at least three wars, the American soil is full of the corpses of my ancestors, why is my freedom or my citizenship or my right to live there, how is it concealed? there question now? What we are not facing is the results of what we've done. What one breaks the American people to do for all our sakes is simply to accept our history. Until the moment comes when we, the Americans, we, the American people, we are trying to forge a new identity for which we need each other. Until this moment, there is scarcely any hope for the American dream because the people who are denied participation in it by their very presence will wreck it.
0: I do hope that you enjoyed the discussion provided by James Baldwin when he debates at Cambridge University, the American dream. Today's society, we are dealing with civil unrest. We are dealing with pure chaos. We are dealing with racism. We are dealing with individuals who are not allowing God to lead them. We are dealing with pure evilness running the streets of our world. It's just not here in the United States, but it's all over the world. And as I sit back and I watch the images on social media and the news, I'm reminded of a quote and it's been playing over and over again. And it states the best way to hide something from black people is to put it in the book. So raise your hand if you've ever heard this rhetoric before. And if you have, you understand this blog I read by Mind Reader. And it states that such rhetoric as this centers on a need for black people particularly young Black people, to pick up a book and read. But in this rhetoric lies a belief that Black people do not want to read or possess some personal disposition to pervert ignorance over enlightenment. Somehow, in an age where we have access to multiple forms of media, that includes Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, and free libraries, the unwillingness to pick up a book and read is about individual choice and the idea that black people choose to remain in a state of ignorance. Is this true for us? Surely this inability to access at least one form of reading material is dependent on one's decision to either read or not and an individual motivation or lack thereof. This myth that black people do not want to read or possess the motivation to be literate, denies a continual struggle of progress made over the past 150 years. On both of your hands, I know each and every one of these listeners can count on each finger 10 people you know with a college education. So we know that black people are not walking around ignorant, We know that African Americans are not struggling because of the lack of progress. As one point in history, the pure ability to read and write were indicators of literacy in the United States. So there were some surveys that focused on census reports. Okay, it's time for that. We'll get to that. In 1979, about 1% of residents 14 years and over were considered illiterate. This is in 2018, taken by the National Center for Education Statistics. The percentage of black Americans considered literate increased from 20% in 1870 to about 92% in 1979. Surveys considered basic elements of reading, writing and advances in primary education in in the United States somehow reduced the literacy gap between white European Americans and black African Americans. 80% of white European Americans were considered literate in 1870 and by 1979, that number increased from 80% to 99%. Follow me, please. If we were to do the math regarding progress, then we can hypothesize that there was an upsurge in literacy among black people in the United States that surpassed. I'm going to repeat that. There was an upsurge in literacy among black people in the United States that surpassed growth of white Europeans. Accordingly from 1979 to 2012, Black children have narrowed the achievement gap and made significant gains in performance on national reading assessments. The results may be due to school choice options for low income and black families, an increase in educational attainment, which we know we are kept in a pigeonhole due to property tax, but that's not what this is about. But if you want to know more about it, check it out. The results may be due to school choice options for low income and black families an increase in educational attainment or the increase in literacy rates across the broad population. And maybe just maybe someone or a parent had access to a book and picked it up and read it. There are so many lies, so many disparities, so many thoughts that are said about African Americans in this country. And most of it always starts with our education or the lack thereof. And when I titled this episode Magna Carta, I had no idea how this podcast would turn out. During the month of January as I stated my very first podcast for season two, I pray and I fast and I ask the Holy Spirit to drop in my heart what is to be said to the listeners. sometimes I will hear titles as I'm going down the street as I'm praying, Or I'm just listening to messages and I'll say, oh, that'll be a good title for a podcast. But I don't necessarily write the notes for the podcast. I just write the title. So I have a list of titles for almost 30 odd podcasts as of now, which will span probably into season three of Your Life Has Possibilities. So as I'm thinking about what's taking place today, I said, well, let me do some research on the Magna Carta. I didn't know what the Magna Carta was, but our God is a good God and He knows what is befitting for us. He knew there was going to come a time for me to do this podcast. So, the Magna Carta, in simple terms, is a document or was a document signed by King John. After negotiations with his barons and their French and Scots allies at Runnymede, Surrey, England in 1215. So, if you don't know about King John, he was an arrogant ruler. He was a pompous ruler. He was a narcissist. Does this sound familiar? Please follow me as I do this podcast. It is one of the most celebrated documents in the history of England. Now, this is all the way in England in 1215. It is recognized as a cornerstone of the idea of the liberty of citizens. So you might say, Charmaine, well, why is the Magna Carta important? Well, listen to this. The Magna Carta, which means the great charter is one of the most important documents in history as it established a principle that everyone is subject to the law, even the king and guarantees the rights of individuals and the right to justice and the right to a fair trial. Well, the Magna Carta has a great effect on our government today. Guess what? The Magna Carta exercised a strong influence both on the United States Constitution, catch this, and on the constitutions of the various states. Magna Carta was widely held to be the Perk people's reassertion of rights against an oppressive ruler, a legacy that captured American distrust of concentrated political power. The Magna Carta forced upon England's king in 1215 as barons attempted to curb his wayward rule, though the document listen to this eventually required revisions and alterations in order to be effective and have fundamental purpose was to give some power back to the people. Does this sound familiar? Does this sound like something we're dealing with today? Does this sound like what the protests are all about today in the United States of America? I tell you, history surely does repeat itself. Listen to this. The document later served as a guideline For the founding founders, fathers, as I stated before, as they drafted the U.S. Constitution and outlined the rights of the individuals. So guess what? The Magna Carta was widely held and shaped the 18th century of America. And it is still prevalent today. We need to know our history. We need to understand our history. What books are we putting in front of our children? What books are we reading? One thing you have to understand about the Magna Carta are there are 63 articles. Okay? Some of us need to check out the 14th Amendment of the Constitution. They couldn't take away our right of residence here in the U.S., but it left us with a struggle for civical, civil, and our political rights. Now, I want to take this back to the articles of the Magna Carta. If you look at article number twenty nine the body of a free man is not to be arrested or imprisoned or diseased or outlawed or exiled or in any way ruined, nor is the king to go against him or sin forcibly against him except by judgment of his peers. Or by the law of the land. And we are seeing that today. We are seeing that today, listeners. And the Magna Carta had a great cause and effect on our U.S. Constitution. If this document helped shape our U.S. Constitution, why are our black men and women being forced being forced to be in prison when they should be free some people are in prison today for life for crimes they did not commit for crimes they had nothing to do with so you might say well what were the cause and effects of the magna carta back then so listen to this kings who follow king williams had absolute power Because he was above the tax system and he could do whatever he wanted. He felt as though the Magna Carta did not relate to him because that came under rule under King John. So you see how the transfer of leadership, some people feel like when they transfer leadership, those rules don't count for them. Does that sound familiar? But the Barons and the Noble had to do something different. Are we doing something different today with our leadership? So the effect of the Magna Carta was basic rights for all. We just want e- equity across all race lines. Representative government that represents the cultural diversity In the United States of America. And guess what happened. After King Williams lost his power. When King John came to power. And this Magna Carta came to fruition. King John was forced to sign it. By the people. They were organized. They were structured. And guess what. They were well educated. But we know. January 1st 1863. President Abraham Lincoln issued yet another document, the Emancipation Proclamation, and it came the third year of a bloody civil war. So this document declared that all persons held as slaves within the rebellious states are henceforth shall be free. But listen to this. After January 1st, 1863, every event of federal troops expanded the domain of freedom. Moreover, the proclamation announced the acceptance of black men into the Union Army and Navy because guess what? They needed us to fight. But there were still some exceptions to the rule. There are always exceptions to the rule when you have wicked in power. Guess what? It was exempted parts of the Confederacy that the proclamation um emancipation proclamation was limited in so many ways. Listen to this. The Confederacy, which is the Southern States, that had already come under the Northern control, most important, the freedom it promised depended upon the union, the United States military victory. So although we had a document stating that we were free, it still has some loopholes where transference of evilness, transference of evil devices and thoughts kept the black, citizens in chains, kept the black citizens bound, kept the black citizens having to fight and being stripped of their rights over and over and over again. Now I know all of my listeners are not saved and my listeners that are saved, I know you ain't been saved all your life. I used to listen to Jay-Z and Jay-Z I think is a prolific Rapper. He's a prolific hip-hop artist. He knows how to put words together. And when I used to listen to his music, I remember when he dropped this album, The Magna Carta. In 2013, he dropped this album. He decided, so this is why he named it The Magna Carta. He decided to change the rules of hip-hop marketing the hip-hop marketing game was mainly geared towards Euro-Americans. And he knew in order for him to sell and outsell other artists, he had to come up with his own Magna Carta document. He had to come up with his own articles, his own rules for his life. Jay-Z did not want the restriction given by major record labels. With this album, Jay-Z changed the game with his approach. And guess what happened? He sold over 1 million albums during Game 5 of the NBA Finals in 2013. So when you sit down and you plan, when you sit down and put great thought, when you sit down and you are focused, guess what will happen? Your dreams will come to fruition. I've said it over and over again in my podcast write it down, and make it plain. You just don't haphazardly do things in your life because guess what, it won't last. You want to create a legacy. You want to create ideas and product that will last, that will have an impact in the kingdom. Now, Jay-Z, no, he's not having an impact on the kingdom. We know that, but I brought it into my podcast to bring my point home. The Magna Carta is a document that was used to free people. Jay Z titled his album The Magna Carta to free himself from major record labels. So let's bring it to today. In 2020, we see John 10 and 10 coming to fruition, running rampant. The devil is running rapid. He is stealing, looting, he is killing. Our black men, he is destroying the black community, the United States, and he has people, he has people's minds all jacked up, believing that the enemy is victorious. He doesn't have any victory. We cannot forget who we serve and why we serve him. Prayer is in order because the prayers of the righteous avail of much. It's important that we are obedient in order for justice to be established. In Proverbs 21, 15, it states, It is joy for the just to do justice, but destruction will come to the workers of iniquity. We have to understand that if we want justice in our country, justice is not a heavy obligation that weighs a person down. For the righteous promoting justice is joy. It brings peace. It brings happiness. For the wicked, there is no joy. That's why they're wicked. That's why they do evilness. That's why you see our leader who people are saying he's a narcissist. We can see that. When you're unhappy, guess what you do? You make other people unhappy. Misery loves company. That's not an empty cliche. It is true. Hurt people hurt people. Where the wicked is there's no joy. There's no joy in justice, nor will there be joy in their final end. So that's the crazy part about it is people who do wickedness, people who think they're on top, people who think they're getting away with evilness. No, the Lord says the vengeance, vengeance is mine. And the Lord that we serve is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. Today, we're seeing sinners taking advantage by using greed, and they are using greed to make gain of wealth by being sinful, by being sinful. But we must know that God sees and he knows all. It doesn't matter what is taking place in the earth, okay? It does not matter. However, we have an advocate with God. The Bible, listen to this, the Bible teaches us the natural law of the Lord. The Bible teaches us how life is supposed to be. We are to speak to the mountains. We are to tell the devil. We need to start opening our mouth and say something. As the song says, we are to tell the devil who we serve. Fasting and praying and repenting and turning away from our wicked ways are sinful modes of living. Yeah, we're doing some things. We're doing some things in our flesh and I'm not trying to convict anyone. Your conviction is your own and my conviction is my conviction. I'm just telling you what the spirit has dropped in my heart that will hopefully help you to turn some things around. We know when we have wicked thoughts, we know when we've done something that's not right and it's time for us, it's time out for that. Is it easy? No. Will we fall short? Yes. Yes. But we have to understand what 1 Peter 5 and 10 says. 5, 10 through 11, I want to read you. My uncle reminded me of this verse and I love it. But the God of all grace, Peter is a bad boy. But the God of all grace who have called us unto his eternal glory by Christ Jesus. After that, ye have suffered a while, make you perfect, establish you, strengthen and settle you. After That ye have suffered a while. He will make you perfect, establish you, strengthen you, settle you. To him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. That's enough to just stop and thank God and worship him. Yeah, we're going to suffer. We're going to see harmful things. We're going to see evil things and some things will happen to us. But after we've suffered a while, hallelujah, he will establish us and settle us. And this brings me to first Peter chapter two verses nine, but ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood and holy nation a peculiar people that ye should show forth the praises of him who have called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Listeners, we come from a King who sits on the throne. Hallelujah. He sits high and he looks low. Although all these cruel and evil things are taking place in the world. We have no reason to fear. We have no reason to worry. We have no reason to have anxiety. None whatsoever. Once the protest stops, the peaceful protest, we will see the glory of our Lord in his time. And what I always have to remember, my, remind myself is that his ways are not my ways. His thoughts are not my thoughts. And when I want him to come, he may not come, but he always comes on time. Remember to pray and ask God to give you the grace to live, the grace to grow, the grace to prosper, the grace to look beyond our current circumstance. Always remember you were set aside for a purpose. You have purpose in you and always remember that despite what is happening to those of us who are African-American we have an advocate we have someone who will fight for us we have someone who made a covenant with us that he will never leave us nor forsake us that he's still doing miracles today so great Even now, we may not understand it with our finite mind, but we must know what our Magna Carta says, what our living document says, the Word of God. That our God is alive and He lives and He sees, He's ever present and He knows all. I do hope that you were blessed by episode number 26 Magna Carta. Remember to rate, subscribe, and review. As always, I like to tell you what I'm reading. I am still studying Discerning the Voice of God by Priscilla Shire. This has been a great study. I can't tell you enough. If you want to understand the Holy Spirit, I suggest reading this book. I'm still listening to Ricky Dillard's album, Choir Master. Woo! That man really took his time with this album. I also have been listening to We the Kingdom and Tasha Cobb's um, song, The Holy Water Church Sessions. I really, really love that album. Please do not forget to visit www.yourlifehaspossibilities.com. Parents, 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 please check out the website and everyone else as well. But every Wednesday, there's a Wednesday Wisdom for possible parents. And I have something special coming up. For our parents this summer, also parents this Saturday, every Saturday morning at 10 o'clock, CNN and Sesame Street, they're hosting a town hall on racism. So if you have a little one in your household who doesn't understand what's taking place, you know, if you've gotten a little emotional around them and they're like, mommy or daddy, why are you sad? Or grandma, what's going on? And you want them to understand, I suggest that you turn this on on CNN 10 o'clock on this Saturday, they're doing a town hall on racism. I think it's really, really good for our children to understand what's going on in the world. We don't want to hide anything from them that they will be naive to a situation and think something is when it really isn't. We want them to understand what is being fought for and why the protests are happening or or why they're seeing some violence maybe on their TV screen if they walk by while you are watching. And so it's very important to bring our children into um, a communication and sit down and talk to them and also get their insight on the situation. Because out of the mouths of babes, they can give you some insight on, on this situation. You never know what is being taught in school. I want to end on... A positive note, Suzette Caldwell, she wrote a prayer, and I just want to read it. Holy Father, cover those who are protesting against injustice. Lord of heaven's armies, dispatch angels among crowds and around the borders of this nation. Overturn the agenda of the enemy to cause chaos in this country. We speak healing, peace, and unity in the name of Jesus
1: and the um, apathy, and a certain kind of ignorance, a very willful ignorance, on the part of their co-citizens. Everybody knows, no matter what they do not know, that they wouldn't like to be a black man in this country. They know that, and they shut their minds against the rest of it, all the implications of being a black father, or a black woman, or a black son, and all of the implications involved in a human being's endeavor to take care of his wife, to take care of his children, to raise his children to be men and women, in the teeth of a structure which is built to deny that I can be a human being, or that my child can be. The great question of the country has been all the years I've been living here and I was born here 43 years ago, is what does a Negro want? And this question masks a terrible knowledge. I want exactly what you want. And you know what you want. I want to be left alone. I don't want any of the things that people accuse Negroes of wanting. And I don't hate you. I simply want to be able to raise my children in peace, and arrive at my own maturity in my own way, in peace. I don't want to be defined by you. I think that you and I might learn a great deal from each other, If you can overcome the curtain of my color, the curtain of my color is what you use to avoid facing the facts of our common history, the facts of American life. It is easy to call me a Negro or a nigger or a promising black man, but in fact, I'm a man like you. I want to live like you. This country is mine, too. I paid as much for it as you. White means that you are European still. And black means that I'm African. And we both know, we've both been here too long. You can't go back to Ireland or Poland or England, and I can't go back to Africa. And we will live here together, or we'll die here together. And it's not I am telling you, time is telling you, you will listen or you will perish.